long. A long day? Yeah, basically. What'd you do today? Class. Well, this morning I had practice. After practice, I had to eat breakfast with the recruit, with the future recruit. And honestly, I don't know why Coach put us with her because she's she's like a javelin thrower slash sprinter, which kind of made no sense to be. No sense since, she, since she's done, apparently she doesn't throw discus or shot put. The coach was like, you know what, let's just throw, put it with the throwers. Because like, why not? We're like, oh, all right. But you're not, she wasn't really a thrower. She was just javelin slash sprinter, which would probably make more sense. Make more sense for her to go go with go with the spinners since that morning practice apparently over at Lockwood. Uh huh. Yeah. Gotcha. How early was your morning practice? Uh, seven. Seven a.m. Boo. That sucks. <laughs> no, not really. You know where I was at seven a.m. Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I had. I was supposed to go to work this morning. I didn't want to, so mm. I didn't. And uh, my job, I don't have to go in every day. I can ch- pick and choose what days I go in. Um. And then I had class, 11.30 to noon, and then I did some work in the office, and here we are. Mm-hmm. We're making it. How are your projects? No, I'm going to finish with them. You've done? Yep. Even your presentations? Yep. Add a kid. How does it feel? Good. Yeah? Just got to get ready for finals now. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I don't really have any finals. I think I have, I have like two essays, two projects, all due this weekend. And that's all I have to do for the rest of the semester. So that'll be nice yep. until summer classes start up again. Then oh, yeah. it starts all over. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it for sure. This past week, we had the Buzzies Award. Oh, the Buzzies. So which was this, this this past week, uh, this past Tuesday, was the 10th annual Buzzies Award program highlighting all the, ch- all the accomplishments of Yellow Jackets athletics during the 2021 and 22 academic year. As this was the first time it was actually live in person compared to last last year where where it was like where it was pretty much like through WebEx apparently. I I did not even know these awards existed. Yeah, so. I've never been an athlete here. Ah, yeah. So so originally so with the buzzy 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 usually there's usually like a category for for all the awards they hand out, and this and the top award for for the men's side was. Well, f- well, hold up. For, yeah, for the first, for the MSUB female athlete of the year was Taryn Shelley. Oh, she's awesome. I love watching her play basketball. Yeah. She's brilliant. And the second person for the men's M- men's MSUB male athlete of the year was Carrington Wiggins for the men's oh, he, basketball. He's brilliant, too. They yeah. definitely, two very deserving winners. I, uh, I, was, I watched a lot of basketball games mm-hmm. when the season was going because I know a girl, a girl on the basketball team, the one, the women's basketball team, obviously, I graduated, we graduated from the same high school, and then in one of my classes in the first semester, I had a bunch of basketball boys in there, so I always went to go watch them play, yep. so those are very deserving, congratulations to those two. And, <coughs> and, uh, and the MSUB Coach of the Year Award for the fourth time is Kevin Willen, and his woman and his women's basketball team also picked up MSUB's Team of the Year for the fourth time in and ten-year history of the award ceremony as well. Wow. And here are some other other awards that were presented throughout this year, which were for Yellow Jacket Yellow Jacket Award for service with Denise Wanio, athletics athletics administration administrative assistant, and the men's and the male student athlete advisory committee award goes to Hayden Fultz of the baseball team on campus. Congratulations. Yep, and the female 
female student at the advisory committee award goes to Aspen Tolman, who was on the women's, women's cross country team and track and field team as well. Wonderful. And your scholar athlete with a 4.0 GPA and majoring in health administrative health administration goes to Tyranny. This is another annoying play. We should probably close the window. You want to do that? <laughs> Anyways, back to back to your regular scheduled program. <laughs> For your scholar athlete, athlete of the year goes to Tyranny Mesmore of the women's golf golf pro, golf team and. And the most outstanding career achievement award goes to Brittany Fisher of the of the softball team, as apparently she's going to graduate this upcoming semester. And your best newcomer goes to Haley, Haley, Haley yeah, Yam, Yamas of the men's soccer team. Oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's a soccer player on the campus. And. And the moment slash play of the year goes to. Baseball Tyler Godfrey, who had two walk-off hits on the same day versus Western Oregon, and finally the game slash year event of the year goes to women's basketball team when they defeated number nine University of Alaska Anchorage on the road, seventy-two to forty-eight. Wow, it's so great that there's a program like that to recognize those athletes because I feel like they do a lot of work with like little to no recognition. So. Congratulations to everybody that won a buzzy. Congratulations to everybody who did not win a buzzy. You still made it through the year all the same. Uh, we are very proud of you here at the Retort Podcast. Yep, for sure. Well, this is the final episode of the 21-22 school year. Uh, it's been a, a ride for sure. We've learned so much uh, throughout this process. And um, yeah, but before we get into any of that... Jordan has brought us one last story. Stories with Jordan. So have so have you heard about Baba Vanga, the blind Bulgarian, blind Bulgarian mysterious woman, woman? Take a guess. Most likely no. Nope. <laughs> All right. So so with this lady, she was she was apparently blind at a young age from a freak freak accident and according to according to her she predicted some some futuristic events who just so happened to happen in the future as she was as apparently some of the events she predicted just so happened Ooh, so she's blind psychic yeah right on and according to her followers they are they are true believer of her as well and to close out this cause out this and to close out this podcast so why not so why not close out the year with this story of Bob, Baba Vanga, the blind, the the blind Bulgarian mystic. Say that ten times fast. Yep. <laughs> so Bob, Baba Vanga's mystic told out predictions from her rural Bulgarian village for decades. She prophesied poli- politics, natural disasters, war, and even the world's end. Many of her predictions have come true. Baba Vanga allegedly lost her eyesight in a tornado when she she was a child and became a chairman in the process, and then predicted everything from the death of Princess Diane during 9/11, dubbed the Nostradamus of the Balkans, and Vanguard claimed that she developed the gift of foresight following a near-death encounter as a girl. Though blind, she became capable of peering out into the future. But is Baba Vanga for real deal? 
and which which of our predictions have come out to pass? Ooh. I don't know how I feel about psychics. I feel like they have to make really specific predictions mm-hmm. in order for them to, for me to believe them. Like some pe- psychics will be like, it's going to rain someday. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm. it's most likely going to rain someday. <laughs> yeah, just like the weatherman always asking you, yeah. oh, yeah, but it's going to be a clear out sunny day. Let's nice stage go out for a while. Yeah. Then two hours later, boom, we got a snowstorm. Uh-huh. So, we'll see. Do you hear that ringing? Yeah. You do? Mm. All right. We had a little incident with a leaf blower outside, but we are back. Hopefully. Yep. Anyways, as Jordan said, back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> Born prematurely in 1911 in present-day <laughs> Macedonia, Vangelia. Pandivia Gostrevoa had a difficult but if un- unremarkable childhood. She endured poverty, the loss of her mother, and the trauma of seeing seeing her father go off to war. Despite this, Van- Vanga was an average child whose favorite game was playing doctor with her friends, but everything changed when Vanga was 12. According to her followers, while playing with her cousins, a tornado suddenly hit Vanga's village. It flung the 12 year old into, a- into the air. This Disposed it her into a nearby field, and when her family finally found her, she had so much dust and dirt in her eyes that they that they were they were crusted shut. In the aftermath, Vanka slowly started to go blind, but she uh, she also began to have strange dreams and visions about the future. Before she died in 1996, at the age of 85, she shared many predictions from her home in, in the Bongar Kozhole Mountains. Though she achieved international renown, not everyone took her, ser- took her seriously. One local woman told the New York Times in 1995, quote-unquote, Local women don't believe in her. She just looks, looks at you, asks you what's wrong with you, then repeats phrases that she memor- mesmerized. A lot of what she does is for money, quote-unquote. Over the years, Baba Vanga made several predictions. Her staff relayed them, and some believe that her words were created and amplified by Russian trolls on social media. Many of her alleged predictions have come have appeared to quote unquote come true. Baba Vanga achieved international fame by predicting the the Kursk, Kursk nuclear submarine disaster. In 1988, she said Kursk will be be quote unquote covered with water. And the, and the whole world would weep over it, quote-unquote. In 2000, a Russian nuclear submarine called Kursk did indeed sink, killing all 180 sailors on the board. That, I feel like if I... You're actually kidding me, there's another plane. Today is a noisy day, Jordan, goodness. Yep. Okay, well, anyways, I feel like if I were to believe a psychic, they'd have to have something like that happen to them. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine getting swept up in a tornado and like thrown into a field that would like i feel like that out of anything would be like us like i feel like that would give you superpowers like in a movie you know in order to get superpowers you have to do something like that i feel like getting sucked up into a tornado and spit back out would be a good superhero origin story oh yeah <laughs> And she also, quote-unquote, predicted the 9-11 terror attacks in 1989 when she said, Horror, horror, the American brethren will fall after being attacked by the steelbirds. The wolves will be howling in the bush, and innocent blood will be gushing, quote-unquote. 
and something that she foresaw the 2004 tsunami by saying, quote unquote, a huge wave would cover a big coast covered with people and towns and everything would disappear beneath the water. Everything would melt just like ice, quote unquote. Before her death, Baba Vanguard made several other, quote unquote, true claims, quote unquote. She predicted that America's 44th president will be black, parentheses, Barack Obama was indeed elected in 2008, a quote-unquote Muslim war, quote-unquote, with some things alludes to ISIS and world events like, like the breakup of the Soviet Union. But Baba Vanguard's predictions are always correct. She said that Europe would, would cease to exist in 2017, but British Britain did vote to leave the European Union in 2016. She also claimed that America's 44th President Obama would still would be its last, and she said that in 1994, World Cup will be between two countries that start with e with the letter B. Parentheses. It was actually between Brazil and Italy. Parentheses. She also predicted a nuclear war that would last from 2010 to 2014, which thankfully never came to pass. Her supporters insist that Baba Vanguard's predictions have an 85% success rate. So what did you? What did the Bulgarian mystics say about the years yet to come? Whether you believe her or not, Baba Vengar has many more predictions for her future. She predicted events up to 5079, which is when she claims the world will end. In, tw in 2022, Alon Baba Vengar predicted a virtual reality takeover. Water shortage, water shortage, famine, and locusts in India, and another pandemic featuring a disease frozen in Siberia. She also prophesies a visit from aliens. Baba Vanguard also paints a, an interesting science fictionistic future. In 2066, she said the world, will, the U.S. will use a quote unquote climate changing weapon quote unquote on a Muslim controlled Rome. In 2100, we will start using an artificial sun, and by 20, 2130, humans will be living living underwater. Parentheses, thankful. Thanks to helpful aliens. Parentheses. Baba Vanguard also predicted that everything on Earth would die in 3797. Though, though, um, though fortunately, humans she she have inter humans should have interstellar technology by then. And she also made a blanket of predictions about world powers and leaders. In 1779, she said, "All without us, ice, only one one remained untouched: Vladimir's glory and the glory of Russia." Quote unquote. Impossible shout out to Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Baba Vanguard also alluded to World War III, saying Russia will survive, but it will uh, it will dominate the world. So will Baba Vanguard's prophecy happen? And did she somehow foresee past events? In this case, belief is the eye of the of the beholder. However, she never wrote anything down, which means of the means of veracity of her prophecy style. And here are a few lists of things of predictions for 2022 and the future. First one is another pandemic, and uh, this time discovered in Siberia, which is caused by a frozen virus that will be released due to climate change, the invasion of Earth by aliens that with the arrival of an asteroid, a virtual reality takeover for the upcoming year, China will overtake the U.S. as a superpower, polar ice caps will melt from 2033 to around 2045, and ocean levels will rise, and last but not least, the universe will end in 5079. Dang. Well, at least we have a long time before the universe ends. Yep. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I tend to be very skeptical of things like that. Mm. 
but the way she said that Russia will start World War Three mm-hmm. and Russia invaded the Ukraine, mm-hmm. it's a little bit fishy. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Yeah, no, she wrote nothing down, so there's no way to verify that she actually said that. Right. You can't bring her back from the dead. Mm-hmm. But from what we've heard, she said. That's very interesting. It's always very fascinating to me because it goes into the theories of the universe that we talked about and how some people just were born with more insight than others. And why does that happen? Who knows? Maybe Mm -hmm. the atoms that made us up were next to stars or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Very interesting. Thank you. And do you know why we get goosebumps? feel like i do it's so that isn't it so that the hair on our body will stick up and we'll be able to feel something get close to us sooner um, possibly so in this story according to according to american in the american in, um, in the scientific american george george a Binnick is a physiologist and professor of zoology at university of of gulpin and ontario will explain why do humans get goosebumps when cold or under other circumstances Imagine swimming in the lake on a hot summer day. The water is quite warm, but the wind is strong. And the moment you leave the, leave the water, you feel chilly and get quote-unquote goosebumps. So you can change clothes and move inside to warm up. You, can, you make a nice cup of tea and get under, under a blanket and switch on the radio. Suddenly, you hear a song from a long time ago, the song your grandmother used to play to sing to you when you were a child. And again, you feel feel a chill on your neck, and again, you get goosebumps. Why do such seemingly unrelated events elicit the same body reaction? The reason for this is the physi- physiology of emotions. Goosebumps are a physiological phenomenon inherent from from our animal ancestors, which was helpful helpful to them, but not much help to us. Goosebumps are small elevations on the skin that resemble the tiny of poultry after the feathers have been plucked. Therefore, we have. Therefore, we could ask, well, call them turkey bumps or "quote unquote" duck bumps or chicken bumps. Yep. These bumps are caused by a contradiction of small muscles attached to each hair. Each contracting muscle creates a shallow depression on a skin surface, which causes the surrounding areas to protrude. The contra- con- contraction also causes the hair to stand up whenever the body feels cold. In animals with a thick hair coat, this, this rising of hair expands the level of air that se- serves as an insulation. The wider the air layer, the more heat is retained. In people, this reaction is useless because we do not have hair coat, but goosebumps persist nevertheless. In addition, in addition, the hair will stand up in many animals when they feel threatened, such as a cat being attacked by a dog. The elevated hair together with the arch back on the sideward position the animal often assumes makes the cat appear more significant in an attempt to make the dog back off. People also tend to experience goosebumps during emotional situations such as walking down the aisle during their wedding, standing on the podium listening to a national anthem after winning in sports, or even watching horror movies. A person often gets goosebumps many years after a significant event just by thinking about the emotions she once experienced, perhaps while listening to the romantic song to which she danced to many years ago with her love of her life. In these responses, the subconscious releases of a stress hormone called adrenaline. Adrenaline, which, I- which in humans is produced by two small beam-like glands that, s- that sit atop of the kidneys, causes the c- 
contraction of skin muscles and influence many other body reactions. In animals, this hormone is released when the animal is cold or facing a stressful situation, preparing the animal for a fight or flight response. In humans, adrenaline is often when we feel cold or afraid, but also if you are under stress and feel strong emotions such as anger or excitement. Other signs of adrenaline re release include tears, sweaty palms, trembling hands, increased blood pressure, and racing heart rate, or feeling of butterflies in the stomach. Interesting. Yeah, I get goosebumps. I wonder, because they didn't say, when. do you ever like... Uh, use your fingernail to like lightly trace like the inside of your arm or something oh yeah give yourself goosebumps i get yeah you get goosebumps then it's kind of a i figured it was something like that kind of mm -hmm. like a fight or flight like preparing you like our our uh primal instincts preparing us yep. that's what i think it is but there's yeah tons of theories mm -hmm. okay jordan this year has been a year full of ups and downs uh, we started with four, and here we are with two. Yep. <laughs> Last ones, standing strong. If this picked up that horn, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> the world is out and about today. It's a gorgeous day. I'm probably going to go for a run after this. But, um, yes, obviously no hard feelings to either of the two members that we lost. It's been a ride. I've learned so much about leadership. I've learned so much about the world in general through this job and it's gonna be I'm not done yet I won't be done till July 1st but this is the last podcast that will be uploaded with this team and I don't know there's been times honestly there have been times where I was like dang I can't wait for this to be over like this is so stressful I'm I I don't need this right now but honestly I don't regret anything that I've done everything happens for a reason and I'm glad that I learned how to do this stuff, you know. I've learned a lot through this. What about you? That yeah, was pretty fun, honestly. Long year. It was a long year. Yep. Second year doing this, honestly. Yeah. Compl we're just like way different than last year. Well, last year was more like interview based on mm -hmm. interview based instead of trying to figure out more what stories to write out mm -hmm. and what stories to type out, honestly. Yeah. And maybe next year you'll be the editor in chief, so you get to decide. Yep. What you want to do. Yep. But you're so good at picking the fun stories and telling them and I learned a lot from you Jordan I did I learned many things that I would have never known huh. I would have never known how to record a podcast I would have never known how to edit a podcast oh. I would have never known how to upload a podcast I would have never known any of that so I'm very grateful that uh the events in my life happened in order to make this position possible it's been a lot of fun so we set some goals um, when we first met for the first time, the four of us. And one of those goals was to upload consistently. And I do believe that we have achieved that. Yep. It took us a while. And there obviously have been some bumps in the roads. But for the most part, we've uploaded every Monday for the entire semester. Yep. And that is not easy to do, to stay in that routine, to stay consistent. It's, it's a great accomplishment. We did good, Jordan. Yep. We did good. We did our jobs well. Yep. Um, what was another goal we had? Do you remember? Honestly, I don't even remember. Yeah, it's been so long. I'm probably like blanking it out because I just can't. It's been a long year. Think about I think about all the orientations we did in the summer. Oh, yeah. And um, 
all the episodes. This is episode 18. We've done 18 episodes together. That's like at least... Nine per semester. Yep. Which is about... I mean, the semesters are 14 weeks. Yeah. But, I mean, could be worse. (laughs) I say, especially in the second semester, we are very um, consistent. It took me a while to figure out the whole process Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the semester because I had no one to teach me. So I had to do it all on my own, pretty much. Yep. And then we had technical difficulties. Trying to f- yes. Trying to figure out like, how to record it due to our software not working. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, I had to break into this laptop that, and then I had to call IT, and then I had to walk down to IT. And mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you to all of the advisors that have helped us mm-hmm. um, figure this out. And I'm really excited to see what this looks like next year. Yep. Um, I think... We're on the road to success, and I would love for the retort to continue to thrive. And, I mean, look at this office. Like, from the first time that we walked into this office to now, like, so much has changed. It's got so much more personality. It's just, we've done a lot. Done a lot. Did a lot. We're not done yet. You'll still see us around on campus. We're going to be at student life nights and orientations if Jordan is still here this summer. He's waiting on word from a job offer. So yep. you'll see me <laughs> for sure. Um, well, good luck. Have a fantastic summer vacation, everybody. It's been so fun getting to learn and experience this process. Uh, shout out to my parents for listening to every single episode. They're probably the only ones that did that. <laughs> <laughs> They're real for that. And uh, this is Abria. And Jordan signing off for the final time.